Welcome to The Band Hall, a Young Band Directors of Texas podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chelsea Frazier, president of YBDT, and with me is Amanda Blackstone, our executive director. YBDT is a nonprofit organization for young band directors in Texas. We're here to talk about the ins and outs of teaching band, especially in the first few years of your career. Today we are talking about the process of job hunting for band directors, interviews, applications, and everything in between. Welcome to the band hall. Okay, tis the season for job <laughs> hunts and people moving around or people graduating, which is always mm-hmm. exciting. So it's also the time that a lot of people are trying to figure out what the heck to do about finding a job or changing jobs and it's a lot. It, it can be kind of scary. Yeah, that's true. And especially the first time. The first time you're going out for a job, first time you're looking, you're filling out applications, you have your resume ready to go, you don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. That's intimidating. Yes. And I also think, you know, and I, I've heard this from a lot of people, so I, I don't think I'm the only one, but I think a lot of people just have unrealistic expectations for how their first job hunt is going to go. Like they think it's a competition, which it's not no. and they think that it's super um that it's really important that you get a job right away which is also not true um some of the best jobs come open pretty late in the game and mm-hmm. um it's just one of those things that i think I, I don't know what it is about like college mindset and how it translates into the job hunt i mean i think it's you want to take the next step you're eager to do it and Mm -hmm. for the first time it's not about sending in an application with sat scores on it and just waiting for the email back it's much more like it's a much more drawn out process than that and i think that constantly surprises college kids like i know i know that people told me to my face you know this is not a competition you will find a job like i can't tell you how many people told me that you will find a job so just, you know, put your best foot forward and, you know, do the things and it will fall into place the way it's supposed to, which is absolutely true. Mm. Um, but even though I heard that and people said that to my face, I still was like really eager to get interviews, you know, disappointed when the interviews didn't work out. And notice that I say interviews. Oh, you know, yeah. sometimes people are like, wait, you mean you didn't get your first job that you interviewed for just right away and it's like no I definitely put my foot in my mouth for some interviews for sure that looking back I'm like ooh, cringy okay yeah Um, (laughs) but I did and that's just how you know that that job's not for you if you say some awkward things and there you go but um but I don't know I I um student taught with two other student teachers at the same high school as me which not recommended. I'm just gonna say not not my preference, but it's also not up to me. Um, but I <laughs> it was true. just like not great because even though they were two really great guys who now I really respect and probably we would have gotten along super well um, if we had met as like colleagues, but instead we met as student teachers and even though none of us said it, I think we all felt that we were racing each other to the finish line and the finish line was getting a job you know and so there was always this like tense uh vibe between us and then i think i was the first one to get an interview but then of course like i wasn't the first one to get a job offer out of the three of us so it's like it doesn't matter it all shakes out in the end and guess what 
your first job is not your forever job. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I I wonder too if because we've talked about this before about how competitive band directors tend to be. Not everybody, mm-hmm. but in general, I've noticed that a lot of us are very, including myself, like mm-hmm. totally Same. including myself. Oh yeah, I'm, me too. I'm a very competitive <laughs> person, so I you know it's almost like we're looking at the job hunt like winning, like you win mm-hmm. when you get the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's not like that at all, but I understand. I, th- I thought the same thing too. I was like, okay, this is, and then anytime, okay. First job, the amount of applications I put out there. Oh my God. Like that's, oh, yeah. it was like a full-time job just doing that, filling out mm-hmm. applications and follow-up emails and making sure my resume looked good and all of that. And every time I didn't hear back from one, I like felt personally offended, which is mm-hmm. not how it's supposed to be at all. Yep. Not at all. Um, I got a few interviews and obviously I landed a job eventually, but um, but yeah, I wonder if that's part of it. We're, we're so used to competing against each other. We got chair tests, we got placements, we got competitions, we got contests, mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden we get to the job hunt and then we just view it as another competition. But you're right, yeah. it's not at all. And then we're like, oh, we got bills to pay, honey. So now I'm really in it to win it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, you know, and I think it's important to keep your options open, too. I know I was very focused on, like, a certain area when I was applying for my first job. You know, I was already student teaching in DFW, and I, I felt very strongly that I wanted to stay there. But in retrospect, I probably should have, because I had some leads and stuff for other things that weren't in I guess you could say my comfort zone but could have been good opportunities but I didn't really pursue them and I had my reasons for staying in DFW at the time but it's just looking back I think I should have been a little bit more open because Mm -hmm. when I did end up um deciding to move to the Austin area um I was like I applied to everywhere in fact a friend of mine was like you realize that you applied to a percussion director job. And I was like, (laughs) what? I guess I had somehow missed that on the listing. And I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, (laughs) please don't interview me for that. (laughs) Please don't don't call me. But I applied to everywhere, everywhere. And and I'm kind of glad I did. I mean, I ended up finding a job fairly fast that time, which I feel was kind of like a God thing. Like it was just meant, I was just meant to be there and meant to be here in the Mm -hmm. Austin area. But I'm glad that I did put out feelers in so many different directions because people also kind of knew my name after that. Like they were kind of like, oh, I remember seeing like you in the stack basically of resumes. And I see now that this is where you ended up. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but it's nice to meet you. And, um, you know, I was interested in your school. And it was almost kind of like an icebreaker in a way. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of cool to to be able to apply to a whole bunch of things. I wish I had done that my first time. My first time I applied for, I'm okay. So I'm originally from the DFW area. I went to Louisville high school, grew up in Louisville. Um, so I applied in DFW. I also applied in the Austin area and the Houston area. Mm -hmm. Um, So you did it better than I did. I, I, yeah, I applied (laughs) in all three places and because I didn't really have anything tying me down anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of open and I got a job in the Houston area, which is where I'm still at and I love. Um, And it was, it was interesting. You know what? It was kind of an adventure. I'll, I'll say that. I I like to think of it as an adventure because I got the job. 
Um, and then I drove down here by myself and you know, did an in-person interview and then I got the job. And then um, I drove down here with my mom and we looked for apartments and mm -hmm. I had only been to Houston maybe twice on band yeah. trips, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, this is where I was supposed to start my career and that's, and I'm here now and I love it and I love my kids and I love where I'm at. And it's just interesting how things work out. I wouldn't limit yourself unless there's like, a specific need or you know because we all have different circumstances but mm. um don't limit yourself to where you're at you know open keep keep your mind open right and you know people say often begrudgingly that it's all about who you know it's all about who you know and that's sometimes said in a bitter sense of like oh I don't know enough people which is why I didn't get this job or I wasn't besties mm -hmm. with so-and-so and that's why I didn't get this job but there's actually a really positive side to that too where if you have a positive relationship with someone in the band world even if it's um even if they're not your bestie or your mentor or something like that it's important to use that as a resource when you're looking for a job um which I didn't really do that my first job hunt. I, I think I expected the people that I student taught with to really be my connection to my next job. And mm -hmm. I just kind of relied on that. And while that is part of mentoring a student teachers, like you can help guide them and it, you know, if you see an opening that suits them, you can kind of push them in that direction, but it's really not completely on the cooperating teacher to do that. And so I no. like, I didn't think, oh, well, I'm, you know, I have a positive relationship with this professor, even though I haven't been in their class for a couple semesters, they ha know people in this district. I, you know, it, I didn't think about that. And it wasn't until I was looking to move to a different area that I was like, okay, I am going to find any mutual Facebook friends I have with this headband director. And I'm going to, if I have a positive relationship with them, I'm going to ask them, hey, would you feel comfortable putting in a good word for me? Like, I'm interested in this position. Um, you know, we've worked together in this context before. Would you feel comfortable just sending a quick message over or quick text or something mm -hmm. just vouching for me? Because what you need to do is you need to stand out. And so often I think we, we think our resume is going to stand out, but a resume is a piece of paper. And it doesn't matter how nicely you format it or how cleanly no. it's you know, listed at the end of the day, um, people are going to connect more with a person that they have an the idea of who they are completely, not just their qualifications, but what kind of personality they have, um, you know, should also, it also ties into people being like, I want to work with that person mm -hmm. and you, but the first step is standing out. And I think that's where a lot of, um, new grads get stuck is that they, they don't think of it as um, that. I think they expect, which is, this is a student mindset. Like they expect their merit to mm -hmm. get them where they need to go completely. Um, but in the real world, quote unquote, in the workplace, a lot of it comes down to relationships. Like I feel like 95% of what we do and 95% of our success is usually from positive relationships. And so what you need to do is, you know, get yourself to stand out first of all, and then after that point, like your merit or your background is part of your qualifications, but there's a lot more to working with somebody than just being qualified to work with them. You know, it's, and so you want to, you also want in an interview setting, 
to give a good idea of who you are, which I definitely, I think I went into some interviews kind of robot style, like, like, you know, I I think I answered what I was supposed to answer, but I was like nervous. And so I was very stiff and just kind of like, you know, I just didn't put any personality into it because I didn't know you could or should. I didn't know you could crack jokes and stuff or, you know, you know, be more comfortable. I thought, okay, if I'm like really stiff in this interview, then they'll know how serious I take this. But in reality, I probably walked out of the room and they were like, well, she was super lame, you know? (laughs) So let's, let's talk about the process for, well, for anybody, but especially for people doing it for the first time. So the, and Amanda and I both have experience sitting in on interview panels for directors, um, mm-hmm. just kind of being on the other side and obviously doing our own interviews and getting our own <laughs> jobs. Um, but let's talk about the resume. Do you have anything specific about the resume that you like or don't like or anything like that? Well, I mean, not, not for me. I'm not super picky, but I do hear a lot of differing opinions Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you need to take the opinion of the person that probably has the most experience choosing candidates. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've i heard from other people, this is not my personal experience, but like from other people, college professors who have said, oh, your resume should be this many pages long. And mm-hmm. then I hear from people who are actually on interview panels right now saying like, keep it to a page, short and sweet, clear and concise, that's all I need. And if you are just, that's just as an example, if you're sitting between an opinion of someone who works in the field but doesn't directly deal with candidates or interviews and someone who does, go with the someone who does because they're just going to be more practiced on what's typical. And it might even be different for different positions if you find out that one place like really values this type of experience you could move that to the top of your resume so yeah that's um, true you um, can be flexible i have some opinions and you can t- <laughs> you can take them or leave them i know what you're gonna say and it's true you're gonna say proofread and oh that is yeah 100 true <laughs> oh my god please proofread please mm-hmm. and do it before mm-hmm. every i that wasn't the first thing i was gonna say but oh my gosh yes <laughs> Please proofread. Make sure that everything's right. Your email is right. Your phone number mm-hmm. is right. Your name is spelled right, for goodness sakes. I mean, like, <laughs> just and make sure it looks good. Like, make sure the formatting is the same throughout. Don't change stuff halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as resumes go, like, the big thing, and I've seen a lot of resumes, um, and I'm not saying I'm an expert by any means. This is just my opinion, so take it if you want. Um, I personally like when they're one page. I feel like a lot of times when they're two pages, people are adding things in there just to make it look lengthy. Um, and when you have so many resumes you're going through, looking at one page and just scanning through that makes it so much easier to get through it um, and get a good idea of the candidate. Um, and then make it clean. Just make mm-hmm. it clean and uniform and just nice and just nice. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You don't have to make it stand out with any, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. a clean resume that with good formatting and proofreading, like we were talking about, says a lot about you and your your um, your details, like how detail-oriented you are and mm-hmm. how professional you are. As far as 
things to put on it. Um, the basic stuff, of course, but um, if you're walking into this with no, like your first, you're going to be a first year teacher um, and you don't have much, you can put other work experience. So my first uh, resume that I had, the, the other work experience, I worked at the Overton Hotel in Lubbock for a while and I was a supervisor there. That's important experience, mm-hmm. you know, because I had some some leadership. Things you do in college are cool. Yeah, keep it to relevant things to your job that you're yes. going into. Yeah, I think it's, I think you really should filter. I have, I'll say this, I have changed my resume over the years depending on which position I'm applying for. So if I'm applying, I've applied for assistant high school positions before, so I'm going to highlight my marching um, instruction right. experience and then I right. apply for middle school stuff I might be if I was in a recent grad I would have highlighted my middle school private lesson teaching experience exactly. things like that it's like you want to you want to highlight your strengths that are going to apply to that position and honestly even for to save our breath I think the best thing to do if you're looking to and this is for new brand new teachers or people who are already established if you are looking to update your resume Find people who have positions that you would like to be in and mm-hmm. just ask them if you can see their resume. I mean, it's really quick and a lot of people will do it. They'll just send you their resume real quick and say, yeah, this is what it looks like. This is what I use to get my job. And that's a great starting point because then you have their formatting right there. You have what they included. And when I was looking for a head director position, I knew that my resume was going to have to look different. I knew that. Yes. And I talked to people yes. about it you know what should how should it look different but then I had conversations like that and then I said hey can I see your resume and a lot of people just sent it right over to me which was so nice of them and I could just kind of compare and contrast and of course like I made my resume my own but knowing what to include and what not to include and just it's little things like how this is phrased how this um is categorized it was helpful for me to see that I like to see examples so that was I think that's a great idea. I would recommend that to anybody. Absolutely. I think, and I would have no problem, like just thinking personally, if someone asked me that, I wouldn't think twice. I'd be like, yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah. I'd have um, to dig in my Google Drive, but I would send it's it to somewhere. whoever yeah. wanted to see. It's somewhere. Um, okay, so interview tips. Are there, What are some big things that you think about when you're thinking about interviews? You were talking earlier about um being a robot (laughs) yes yeah no I get it I I know exactly what you're talking about um you can have a personality in your Mm -hmm. interviews yes you can in fact you want to because you want them to see who you are because a lot of times and it you could be interviewing with a whole different group of people sometimes the interview is just with the head director Sometimes mm-hmm. it's with the high school. Well, I'm thinking middle school. Sorry. Um, sometimes like it, it's with the other people on the track. Um, sometimes it's or in the cluster it, or in the cluster. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's with administration. I had my first interview that uh, of the my first job. My fine arts director was there. You know, I mean, it could mm-hmm. it could be a whole slew of different people. Um but yeah, you, you're going to be working with these people. You want them to see who you are and what you're like on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Crack jokes, make a make an impression, um, and don't yeah. just sit there. Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be so silly. Like if you're someone who if you get a little silly when you're nervous, you get way too silly. Okay, then then don't do that. Like rein yeah. it in. But you want to 
show who you are as a teacher. And most of us teach with a lot of personality. That's mm -hmm. how we get out of our students what we need from them is by injecting our lessons with personality. Um, and so it's important to show that in, in answering your questions. And you might think, well, I'm talking to adults. Like, I don't have to turn that on, you know, flip that switch. Um, but you kind of do. You want them to... I think what was, I've had several principals tell me that after they've gotten out of an interview and said that they knew that the person was right because they called them a kid magnet. They're just Ooh. a kid magnet. And that's that's probably like a buzzword for them right yeah, now. I'm sure. <laughs> but, but it's kind of true. You want the people interviewing you to imagine what it's like to be in your class. And so it's kind of a, a delicate balance between being serious and adult friendly, you know, in your, um, interview, but also showing that side of you. Um, and so I think it's important to practice mm. answering questions like that. Yeah. Yeah. Practice, <laughs> practice when you're driving alone in your car and just ask yourself questions. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of times, as far as questions go, a lot of times you get the basic interview questions tell me a little about yourself uh, why do you want to be at such and mm -hmm. such school you get a lot of those um, I have had to answer that what's your best and worst quality or, or mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. that one is it's the worst question of all time but I have that had to answer always cracks it. me up because when they ask for like your weakness you know mm -hmm. that everybody gives a weak strength everyone gives right. that answer of like well, I really work too hard. Or like, I'm just <laughs> I'm too, too patient. patient. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just too good. Oh and I struggle with that and I have okay. to rein it in. <laughs> but, but I have had, like, I've been on a panel where they ask that question and they're like, I just can't be on time to anything. And I'm like, what? No, that's the worst answer. <laughs> no, you can't. It is the worst question of all time. But, I mean, be yeah. ready for it because you never yeah. know. You, yeah, you have to prepare, you, you know, mm -hmm. prepare your answers to the questions that you think will probably be asked. And if you don't know what might be asked, then start asking your friends what they've been asked and just yeah. keep a list and plan out your answers. You know, my number one advice for interviews is research. Oh my gosh, research. Mm. And once again, that's something that went right over my head in my first job. So like when they asked, you know, why do you want to be here? I know looking back that I did not have a good answer for them because mm. I didn't know enough about the job. I was just wanting a job, which I mean, I think people expect that with a first year teacher a lot of times, but, but after that, um, you know, when I decided that I wanted to start looking to move away from that position, I was like, okay, I need to get serious. I need to give these people a reason to want to hire me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to just throw my name out to wherever. Like I need to, well, I kind of did in the Austin area, but, but still I was like, <laughs> I want to do this right basically. Right, right. And so I realized that you have to research and what you are really wanting to do in that interview is show the people that are hiring you how much you already know about their school. And that has made a huge difference for me in, well, I'll just say, I've had two interviews since I had that revelation and I got both those jobs, okay? <laughs> so, so it worked in that sense where you're coming in and they're not having to educate you on the job. Right. You already know the job. 
you know, you just want to drop things like demographic or zoning or that you want to do so much research on the school website, on news articles around asking friends, stuff like that, that you already kind of know the idea of where that school is. Like a good example is my school right now is, um, really nice, newly renovated building, super fancy, I feel, <laughs> but not a lot of students because um, the housing like around my school has not filled out yet, basically. like There's a mm -hmm. development going up that's probably going to take our population up to where it should be but right now i mean like it's really roomy i will say like we got we don't have very many students in a bigger um campus and that's not that hard to figure out because literally driving by the school you see oh my gosh look at all these houses popping up so mm -hmm. then you can say in your interview well i know that your population is going to increase with this housing that's coming up right next to the school that's something that you don't even have to research beforehand because you can see it with your own eyes and that's them being like yeah, actually our population is projected to go up this far in the next few years. And then you can say, well, that's great because um, you know I'm used to working with groups of kids that are this size or larger, and I'm really comfortable with a larger student population. And I really wanna help build the culture to where it's already headed in this direction when those kids do show up or whatever, yeah. you know? But you wanna plant little seeds in your answers that show that you know where that school already is because then you can also learn more in the interview. They're not just giving you the basic facts like, well, the school was built in this year and we have this many kids and blah, blah, blah. You can find all that out. You can it's find online. all that out online. And you can mm -hmm. show them that you already kind of know that and then you can ask more. But what is really the vision for this campus? Or what is, what is the main thing that you want to see in your band program? And you can ask questions, which is another thing. You should ask some questions at the end of your interview. My you first should. interviews, I was like, nope, don't have any questions because I really didn't and didn't know what to ask. But um, but doing your research is really, really important. And, you know, I'm a huge geek, so this is really true to my persona. But I, since I realized that that's what you need to do to be successful in an interview, I show up with, like, a portfolio of things. So, like, my previous evaluation from one of my assistant principals printed up. Um, some of the supplemental material that I write out for my kids that has like things that principals and non-band people would understand on it, I include in right. there too. I have my resume printed up. I have like um, a, a sheet about my vision for the band program, like things like that, which may or may not be appropriate if you're applying for an assistant job, but I prepare that and I have it in little folders, which I pass out to everybody on the panel and I just kind of say, like, like, this is me. You know, I'm very organized. I'm very detail-oriented. I analyze things thoroughly, and here I am. I'm showing you that this is me in a little package and also showing you how I think I'm going to fit in here. So take with that what you want. And it saves so much time because they have something they can walk away with and, like, dig into me deeper. But then it can become more about what are we really talking about right now. It can become more about answers and questions and like real in-depth interviewing I guess than just like the basics like okay so you're a good teacher I see that now but no it becomes more than that yeah I think I think it's so important to do your research and to look up the school look up their school website look up the district website Make sure you know, you know, who feeds them or where they're feeding, wh mm -hmm. what the what the neighborhoods look like, what 
Um, you can look up their their report cards on TEA. Mm-hmm. That's a big one that'll tell you a lot about the school. Um, if you know people, ask. Yeah, ask. you have to ask. If you know people that have worked there in the past, that work there yeah. now, that, you know, yeah, you have to ask and just go in with as much information as you can mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah, well, and this is a good thing about, um, there's lots of good things, but this is a good thing about YBDT. If you know someone in YBDT mm-hmm. that works True. in that district, like my district right now, every, it feels like everyone's moving everywhere. It is, <laughs> people are moving around like crazy, and we've had a lot of spots open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gotten messages from people in YBDT asking good. me about these positions. I'm more than happy to tell you, anything you want to know even Mm -hmm. if we've never even talked and i've just seen your name on the facebook group but that's Mm -hmm. how it is i mean don't don't be afraid to reach out to someone even if even Mm -hmm. if you only barely know them to get that information because most of the time and i speak for myself but i'm more than happy to share and i'm sure most other people are Mm -hmm. um and we all want to see the right person get into the right jobs you know use who you know even if it's you just know them a little bit don't be afraid to reach out no one's gonna think poorly of you for trying to go that extra step and you know you said everybody you know wants to find the best person for that position and also i think everybody wants people to know what they're getting into before they do i know that sounds silly but some of the grumpiest band directors i've ever been around didn't know what they were getting into when they signed up you know and Mm -hmm. then they're like super grumpy about about where their program is and um you know that's kind of not fair to them because it it, it, they should have known more about it I guess you could say Mm -hmm. if there's an opportunity to learn about truly truly that position and what it's like and what that program is like and where Mm -hmm. it's headed then you can go in with that mindset. And I just, I'm surprised by some people sometimes who will say, well, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And it's like, oh, geez. although granted, like we all think that this year. So yeah. that's a yeah. whole different story. That's we're all another. looking around. Yeah. We're all <laughs> looking around at each other like, well, shoot, if I had known it was going to be like this. Yeah. Same, same. I feel, I really feel, speaking of this year, I feel for people that, a, this was their first year teaching, mm. and B, this is their last year teaching. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> those, oh yeah, I feel for y'all for sure. I mean, oh my goodness, it has been a year. I feel like there have been a, some uh, retirements that have come through that were not initially planned mm. to be at this time, but people are like, "Oh, would you look at the time? I'm ready to retire. Like I'm, I'm able you know what? to I'm retire." Done with this. And, Something about this year just makes me think it's time. <laughs> it's time to go. You know what? Honestly, I'd do it. I would do it if I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, would be out. Out of any year, year. Yeah. Pandemic yeah. year is definitely the kind to inspire <laughs> you to move on. And that's the honestly. hard thing is for the people who this is their first year, in a way, it's, you know, good for them because they've made it through, first of all. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Seriously, of all, good for you. You've um, probably gotten more innovative and creative with your teaching than you might have in a normal first year. So that's kind of cool. But um, it's hard, too, because next year is probably going to feel like a first year again. Mm -hmm. I already feel that way because this is my first year as a head director, and it's also my first year on my campus. And I already know that next year there's a lot of things that are still going to sneak up and bite me in the butt. You know, Mm -hmm. like 
I don't know when they do their pep rallies. I don't know when, what random school events they're going to spring on me that they want the band to perform in. And I'm trying to get ahead of it as much as possible, but I just know if our school year is normal next year, that it's going to still catch me off guard and I'm going to feel like, oh, this is my second year. Why was I not prepared for that? And the answer is because my first year was weird. (laughs) Well, even, yeah, even, so this is, my fifth year at my current job um even me going into next year I know what it looks like I've been doing this I understand this school but none of my kids next year have ever gone to UIL Mm -hmm. none you know like it's Mm -hmm. almost like we're gonna have we don't have eighth graders that are going to that understand what it has looked like and can help with the seventh graders our, this year, our percussion is in a completely different um, class period. So next year, none of the 7th and 8th graders percussionists have ever been in an ensemble. Mm. So I'm looking at next year, too, like, oh, this it feels like a first year at a school. I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be different for lots of us. But you anyways, know, that actually makes me think of, well, there's two things I really wanted to mention on this episode. But the first one would be if you are feeling like you want to quit after this year (laughs) give it another chance okay because this year is not a good reflection or representation of what band directing is truly like i feel like i can say that safely because i have taught before the pandemic and through the pandemic and there is a light on the other side of the tunnel. You know, there is a pot of gold on the other side of the rainbow. I am destined to, like, believe that. Um, but really, if you're if this was your first year and you're thinking you're not cut out for this, give it another shot. Yes. Or if this wasn't your first year, but you're still feeling like you need to make a change. And I want to say this and let me be very clear. Okay, I'm about to turn on my teacher voice right here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let me be very clear. If you feel that your job does not fit you in this moment, that does not mean that band directing doesn't fit you. There are so many different programs and positions out there. There is a wide variety of of experiences that you can have as a band director. And I'm not going to lie. Some of them are probably not positive. There are probably situations that are toxic, but that doesn't have to be the end of your road, okay? You can find jobs that will suit your idea of work-life balance, that will suit your desired level of competitiveness, um, that will suit your lifestyle, quite frankly, and even your teaching philosophy. And if that is not where you are right now, there's no shame in that, it happens, but Find somewhere else. Don't just leave the profession behind because this particular situation is not suited to you. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm done. <laughs> off, my, <laughs> off my soapbox now. I won't tell you what to do with your life. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> you're right, though. I mean, you're, there's a difference between your, your job and your career. Your mm-hmm. career is long-term, and your career mm-hmm. is the whole process. And, 
I mean, that you're, this entire portion of your life. Your job is kind of where you're at now. And mm-hmm. sometimes your job fits you and sometimes it doesn't. And there's no yeah. shame in looking for other places. And sometimes you outgrow where you are. And I think yeah. that's natural and almost a good thing because mm-hmm. it shows that you have grown. And sometimes, sometimes you grow in your position and that's great. Or your position grows with you. Like let's say you have been an assistant for a really long time and you start really, really getting... Um, you know, really plugged into that position and then the head director moves on and then you move up. Well, in that case, you outgrew your position, but the position kind of grew with you and you moved quote unquote up to head director. But there's a lot of situations where for whatever reason you may have outgrown, especially your first job. Okay. If it's your first job, go try another job. And then if it's still not, okay, I will say this. If you don't like kids and you are oh, so you, done, yeah, like, yeah, you don't like kids and you don't like band anymore. Okay, well, it's mm. time to find something different, and that's okay. Yeah, that's but okay. If Go still, find something that'll fulfill you. Yeah, if there's still things about music education that inspire you and motivate you and give you purpose, then don't walk away from that mm-hmm. just because of where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> you're right yes now i can't even remember the other thing i was gonna say because that's I how know. much i got into teacher mode there that's okay? so funny okay so we talked about resume tips we talked about interview tips um and then if and when you get the job what do you oh. do oh oh that's what i was gonna talk about was like kind of when you get the job but also kind of if you currently have a job and you're looking to yes. move, how to navigate yes. that. Because it, I'm not going to lie, that can be really tricky. And it can be tricky. And people sometimes accidentally burn bridges they don't mean to burn. Or they burn bridges on purpose, which is terrible, bad idea. Oh, don't, don't do, do that. that. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Um, but Band directing so like, is a very big world, but it's also a very small oh, it's, world. It's a small world. Yeah. yeah. You don't, mm, There's you don't a lot of us, but we, we, I mean, you guys know, we talk. everybody everybody knows everybody so first so let's say you let's say you're looking Mm -hmm. do you tell the people that you're with that you're looking what do you think well you kind of have to um because they are likely going to need to be your references and Mm -hmm. and applications these days send an automatic email to your reference so you you have to the only situation that you would not tell them is if you don't think they're going to give you a positive reference uh, because it's like a really because it's like a really toxic situation. But if you're not going to use the people that you currently work with, you better have some really good references um, instead because a lot of people are going to immediately look and say, where's their current colleagues? Where's their principal? Mm-hmm. You know, just because that's what's expected to be there. So you do... Most like nine times out of ten, you gotta tell them, and it's always really hard to find the when to tell them, especially since if you are telling them um, when they're your reference, and that means you haven't gotten the job yet, you haven't even gotten the interview mm-hmm. yet, but you still have to give them a heads up. You don't want the email in their inbox to be what tells them you're looking oh, to move no. on. <laughs> no, you need to tell them before that email gets to them, a hundred percent. I feel like the best advice that I've gotten and then given to other people is 
you can really phrase it in a way of like you could kind of do this every year honestly you can say hey I'm, I'm updating my resume just wondering if you would feel comfortable being a positive or like a positive reference on my resume yeah, and fine. then that kind of opens up the conversation a little bit where they can say yeah I'd be comfortable with that and then you might say and just so you know I am planning on submitting some applications and and you can kind of tell them what you're thinking of like I'm gonna stay I like I might try and stay in the area so it might not be that many but just so you know you may receive an email at some point and in which case I really appreciate your help um and I think that's a very respectful way to do it but I mean be prepared for anything because people will people that you work with could be totally surprised you know that you might think it's not a surprise to them but they might be so in their own world that they're like what you're leaving and mm -hmm. you can just kind of say look I value the, the my um, experience here and I value this position for what it is and I'm not resigning right now I'm just looking yeah. to open the door to other opportunities and just want you to know that I'm really grateful for your help and you have to reassure I will say this you have to reassure the person, if this is a colleague of yours, that you're still going to be all in where you yes. work now. Yes. That's really important because you can't just be like, hey, so will you be my re my reference because I'm out of here. And then yeah, they're just no. like left feeling like, I can't believe they're leaving and now I can't count on them. You know, anyone would feel a little bit abandoned. And so you want to reassure them and say, all that being said, you can still count on me. I'm all in. And we... You know, we won't have to talk about this. It's not, it doesn't need to be a big deal. And then they'll probably say, can you just keep me updated? If you like interview or if you accept something, can you tell me? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a common courtesy. So yeah. 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 That's easy. Um, I think that's the, the, the best way to handle it. The way that you were talking and just keeping it simple and answering their questions if you feel comfortable and, and going from there, but you can't let them find out through an email. Mm-mm. Um, asking to be their reference. So when you get the job, there's two things that I wanted to talk about and then we can add more if you want, but just quickly. One, um, you have, just bouncing off of what you were saying, you do have to be all in for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. You have to complete the job that you're at. And sometimes mm -hmm. they do overlap. I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes they overlap. We right, mm -hmm. now, we right now have a, um, a new high school and a new junior high that are opening up in our district, which is very exciting and very cool. And they just hired the the head director at both um, the high school, and they just they just announced the new junior high director. And they're having to start doing like setting up mm -hmm. that program and meeting these kids that are going to be going over there. But they also have to complete what they're doing at their own campuses, mm -hmm. and that's hard. Even if it overlaps, you have to be all in for the kids that you're still with right now, day to day to day. Yep. And you need to help your colleagues, your current colleagues, finish out this year because band directing is a hard, complicated, intense job. And you cannot burn bridges like you were talking about mm -hmm. by not, by, by dialing out for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. You're dialing it in for the rest of the year. You just, you just can't do that. Um, and sometimes it's hard because it overlaps, but that's just what you got to do. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is telling your kids. Mm -hmm. I, very, very difficult to do. Yes. I personally believe it's important to do. 
Um, I think when I left my first job, it actually happened in the summer and Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do it. And especially it, it's so important to let the kids know that they're special to you, that you appreciate them and just, and how much they mean to you and that you're not abandoning them. Cause I think a lot of times, especially the younger, the kid that can kind of be what it feels like sometimes Mm -hmm. they're, Oh, you're leaving us for that school. And just having that conversation be like, I'm excited for this next step and I'm excited to see what you guys do next year. Um, and, and where you guys go and, and, and having that Mm -hmm. conversation, but it is hard. It's really hard. I think it's a personal choice. Like I, well, I think it comes down to personal choice and timing because if it's over the summer, if the school year has already ended, you don't have to tell the kids just because they're on summer break. They're not thinking about you anyways, and they're going to show up with someone else and you're not going to get that face to face time chance with them anyways. And it's, so that's when it becomes really like personal choice like do you want to have a like send a heartfelt email or do you want to just kind of be like I'm out and have them just show up and have someone else there you know or I mean depending on the people who you're the people who are working in the program that you're leaving how they want to handle it you might want to consider you know Mm -hmm. what is the easiest way to transition because you want to make their lives easier they're going to be the ones dealing with your absence you know? Yeah. So you don't want to make it, yeah, you don't want to make it difficult for them to onboard the next person. If you do have the opportunity timing wise, like you've already signed the contract, everything's done and the school year is not over yet to talk to your kids. I think it's a personal choice. Some people might not want to say anything and might want to just finish the year like it's normal and then just have them see someone else the next year. And I don't think that's wrong, but I do think if you feel inclined to tell the kids um it's important to give them a reason why you're leaving and it can't be a negative reason it needs to be focused on your next step not anything having to do with where you are at the moment and i think it's if you're gonna have that conversation then tell them you're so excited for who's coming next and that you Mm -hmm. know that they're gonna make you proud and things like that um so you know yeah, I do think it comes down to personal. I think some people, that's just not their style to have a conversation like that, and that's okay. Um, because, you know, yeah, but... but <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap it up. Um, if you guys have any questions or want tips on interviews or anything like that i mean hit us up let us know we're happy to help you guys um yeah. and reach out to people you know no one's gonna get mad at you for wanting to know more mm-hmm. and if you're not currently a member of ybdt please consider joining because we try and help our members with this process as much as possible and yes. our exec team and our regional reps are available for um resume proofreading or um Yep. mock interview time or just some little bit of pep talks in between <laughs> interviews things like that we are definitely committed to supporting our members because we want them to continue in band uh, as much as possible especially those of you coming out of college and finishing up student teaching and going out and going for your new job your first job let us let us help you let us help mm-hmm. you that's what we're here for okay well 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm just gonna say it's May, so hang in there. We're so close. <laughs> this is The Band Hall, a YBDT podcast. Follow us on Instagram at YoungBandDirectorsTX and find more information about joining YBDT at our new website, YoungBandDirectorsOfTexas.org. Until next time. <laughs>